Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Season 10. Uh, this is a podcast, in as well as Bidwabas, I should say, where uh, Stephen and I, we come up with original content or original episodes for the hypothetical Season 10 of Seinfeld set in the modern era. And uh, Stephen isn't with me this week, but we have a very special co-host who'll be reading the plot and the dialogue with me, Stacey. Hello, hello, hello. 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 It's nice, nice to, to be you. back again. Yeah, it's nice to have you. Sorry, I just preempted your welcome. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, it's lovely to be here. Lovely to be here. And uh, yeah, you'll be uh, reading this week's episode. What's it called? Uh, it is episode six, the Teppanyaki restaurant. That's right. A bit of a slight nod to the Chinese restaurant. An homage. Yes, and uh, a little uh, reference to that at the end of this episode. Um, so what we do is, if you've already listened to the first five episodes, we haven't written a whole script because of course we are part-time writers with like full-time jobs so i'm not a part-time well actually my job (laughs) is part-time i'm not a part-time writer no i'm a part-time co-host yes you are part-time co-host wink wink and uh yeah so we just have like the generic or i guess the basic uh, main synopsis a bit of uh notable dialogue as well and uh yeah we think uh this episode it's a teaser yeah so uh really we really enjoyed writing this episode and we hope you enjoy listening to it as well as we mm-hmm. read it out but before stacy before we do we uh, read out the main cast yeah because we do use real actors to cast yep. as well so uh who do we have in the main cast for today's episode all righty so we have as you might expect jerry seinfeld as jerry mm-hmm. uh julia julia louis dreyfus as elaine jason alexander as george uh, michael richards as kramer patrick warburton as putty um, so obviously you've got your, you know, regular stars there. And then we also, for this uh, particular episode, we have Hiro Kanagawa as the teppanyaki chef. We have Lauren Graham as Phoebe. I think the Americans say Graham. Graham. Yeah, like they? Graham crackers. Yeah. yeah. So and, Lauren yes. Graham mm-hmm. as Phoebe. And she makes, uh, Phoebe actually makes her second appearance on in season 10. She was. Did you the, say she's the, she's from um, Gilmore Girls? That's right. Yeah, Lauren Graham's the actress, the the, the mother from Gilmore Girls. Oh. Yes. She wasn't. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Lorelai. Lorelai. Yes. Yep. So she was also in Seinfeld in the Millennium as mm-hmm. Valerie, but uh, I put her as uh, George's ex-wife. Yeah, cool. And so she made an appearance in episode one of our season 10, but yep. uh, she comes back again. Why not? Yeah. Uh, now, this one I'm a big fan of. We have Jason Statham as Sean. Yeah, I was after like a tough British guy. And uh-huh. I, I spoke to my partner about it and I was like, who's like a British actor who's tough? And she's like, Jason Statham. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, she's like the first one that came to It would mind. be that or yeah. Vinnie Jones. Oh, yeah. But um, he's a bit too rough around the edges. He's a bit too rough least, around the least, edges. At least if Jason, like, cleans up, he actually looks tough, but he looks yeah. kind of classy as Very well. Very presentable. Yeah. He, he looks yeah. good in a suit. Yeah. And then, obviously, the only other option would be Tom Hardy, but, he do, like, you can't understand him when he talks. Yeah. So, I don't know and why would a guy like benefit. him? And why would a guy like him be in Seinfeld? He's already making, like, blockbuster films. It's the best show in the world. Oh, of course it is. No, I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, And then, sorry, we got sidetracked. We've got uh, the lovely Devin Aoki as the restaurant hostess. I think she's Australian, isn't she? Or she's from Australia? Devin Aoki? Yeah, I think she's, like, of Japanese um, heritage, but I'm pretty sure she's Australian. Really? I think so, yeah. yeah. I thought she was from the States. Oh, maybe. I don't know. must be another Because she's in Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, right. 
I don't know. I thought she was from Australia or whether okay. she lived there or something. I, I mean, we can look it up. Yeah, we just got an Not right now because our yep. phones are on airplane mode. Yes. And um, also, we have uh, a very special cameo appearance, but we won't mention who it is. Oh, Secret Squirrels. Secret, secret Squirrels, yes. Uh, the brief synopsis, uh, the core four and Putty, because, of course, uh, Elaine and Putty are married and back together, uh, they go out to a teppanyaki restaurant to celebrate Jerry's new gig with NBC where hilarity ensues. And, hilarity. Uh, yeah, if you go back and listen to uh, episode three, The Meeting, or episode four, or I think it was three or four, uh, Jerry talks about his uh, throwback Thursday specials that he does mm-hmm. uh, for NBC. Yeah, the comedy specials. That's right, yes. Yep. So uh, there's more information in there. Cool. So what do you reckon, Stace? Yeah. Uh, Let's get into the main synopsis. Alrighty, you're going to get into it? Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, Jerry, George, and Kramer are waiting at the front desk of a high class teppanyaki restaurant for their private booth. Private booth? Because Mm. obviously Jerry's worth a lot of money. And it was amazing. I could really, when I was reading the script last night, I could really picture, you know, the way, I think I said this to you earlier, but the way that the shots would be, you know, in comparison to like the 90s sitcom style of filming, Mm. the way that the shots would be, you know, the angles, Mm -hmm. the lighting, how different everything would look. Everything would look. I could really picture all of Mm. this taking place in front of me, which was really exciting. Yes. Back to the point. (laughs) Um, They are there to celebrate the success of the Throwback Thursday lineup on NBC that Jerry was a part of. George can't believe that people are still watching free-to-air TV in the year 2018. You have streaming services everywhere. And you can even watch Netflix on the toilet. Why would you waste your time sitting in front of the couch on a schedule these days? Maybe some people don't like having Wi-Fi in their house. It can affect some people's brainwaves, you know? That's what Kramer says. Of course. And a Jerry retorts, then maybe you should get rid of it. Oh, yeah, she says, then maybe you should get rid of it to Kramer. Yeah. Jerry wonders when Elaine and Putty will arrive as they are already 15 minutes late. The hostess, uh, Devon Aoki, checks in on them to see if they are ready and Jerry says that the other guests shouldn't be too long. Oh, my, you're Jerry Seinfeld. I love Jerry. It's my favourite American show. Very popular in Japan too. Jerry smiles. It's not the first time I've been popular there. George calls Elaine to see when they'll arrive. Elaine replies that they are just parking. Jerry tells the hostess that they will go to take their seats and the three of them head over to the booth. And George says, Oh boy, teppanyaki, what an experience. Phoebe and I used to do this all the time. I would miss the egg flying at me and would hit me in the face. Phoebe, she'd never miss. Jerry says, So you had egg on your face literally and metaphorically during your marriage. (laughs) In the next scene, Elaine and Putty are walking over to the restaurant and Putty is trying to figure out what building it is on his phone. The map says I can't locate where I am. You have to enable location services. I keep telling you this. But I don't want the NSO spying on me. Elaine rolls her eyes as she checks the address on her phone. It's just a block away. Kobayashi. Yep, that's the one. I should have left you with Brandon and the nanny. Elaine texts Jerry, saying that they're about five minutes away. Jerry replies, telling them that they're already seated at the booth. Putty says, What if there's not enough food? When I've taken clients to these things, I've always ended up going to Arby's later on to top up. You'll be fine, David, says Elaine. (laughs) Next scene. Meanwhile, at the booth, Kramer is observing the craftsmanship of the chopsticks. Kramer says, Oh yeah, these are fantastic. I could see samurai eating these back in the day. I might take them home after dinner. Jerry replies, I'll just buy you a pair online. Why do you need to take them? 
I like the flower patterns. <laughs> I like the flower patterns. I like the flower patterns. I like the flower patterns. I could see him saying that. I can see it too. Yeah. Um, George agrees that they look quite nice and he takes a spare pair when no one notices and puts them in his jacket. Because, you know, he's still unemployed. And he's George. And he's George. And he's a piece of shit. Uh, he is. And he would, I mean, I would still pretty chopsticks from a restaurant. Yeah, $100 pair of chopsticks, I would too. I mean, if they're like nice lacquered mm. chopsticks, they've got a floral pattern. That the samurai once used. That a samurai may have used. I would be I would be putting those in my in my pocket. Yeah, too. Um, Elaine and Putty arrive at the booth. She says that their nanny got sidetracked when getting groceries and came home late and that Putty was taking a long time deciding which jacket to wear. I have a whole walk-in closet to myself. I need time to figure out what to wear. Elaine says, I had to convince him to take off that eight-ball jacket that he loves. It would have been embarrassing for a high-flying CEO like him to look like a gang member from a B-grade action movie. And she pushes Putty while she's saying this. Yeah, you know she does those like kind of... B-grade action movie. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Don't worry, I've watched Seinfeld before. Yeah, you have. Maybe. It's only been on uh, Bidwell Basque as well. So, you know. um, the teppanyaki chef, Hiro Kanagawa, as we said before, arrived, is that the guy from Heroes? Uh, Hiro no, Kanagawa? no. He's, um, he plays like cops. Okay. Um, he was in. He was the cop in Altered Carbon. Oh, um, yep, yep. Yeah, that guy. Yep, yep, yeah. I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the teppanyaki chefs arrives to chef singular, arrives to a round of applause from the group. He welcomes them all and hopes that they will enjoy the experience. Chef says, Mr. Seinfeld, I'm a big fan of your show and I love being able to watch it again on TV. I will make this night very special for you and your guests. George interjects, "Uh, excuse me, uh, when you throw the food my way, can you please make sure that you aim it at my mouth? Uh, I tend to drop it quite easily. I will do my best, sir. Um, also, uh, you know you can stream the show online later, right? Uh, you don't need to wait till Thursday night to watch it. Jerry and the rest of the gang scold him uh. and the chef stares at him. Chef says, I have a tight schedule and th- I have Thursday nights off. Anyway, let's go. The chef begins to cook eggs and beef on the grill. Two Ew. of your favourites. <laughs> Ew. Um, let's call that uh, cheese and tofu. Uh, not Fake cheese. cheese. Yeah, well, <laughs> cheese, I should have said. Cheese. I'm that much of a vegan now that I don't say, like, vegan cheese, vegan mayo, vegan butter. I just, yeah. like, say the things because I've dealt with it. Anyhow, um, the chef begins to cook things on the grill, <laughs> and one by one he starts throwing the food at everyone. Kramer and Putty catch it in their mouths while Elaine and Jerry catch it in their plates. George keeps missing the food and is getting annoyed. Typical George, no coordination. George excuses himself and heads to the bathroom and after a few seconds, Elaine decides to do the same. In the next scene, Elaine walks into another customer using their phone who happens to be George's ex-wife, Phoebe. Elaine says, Phoebe, I'm so sorry. Uh, That's okay, Uh, it was my fault. Anyway, how are you? How are you going these days? Elaine says that she's back together with Putty, and they make small talk for a little bit. Phoebe says that she's there with her new boyfriend. I've decided to cut George completely out of my life. I said when I last saw him that if I ever see him again, that I'll ignore him. I know how you feel. I wish I could do the same thing. He's not here, is he? Yeah. David and I are sitting in one of those private booths back there along with Jerry and Kramer. Phoebe says that they're sitting at a small table at the other side of the restaurant and she asks Elaine not to tell George that she's here if he hasn't noticed her already. Elaine says that it'll be done 
and she makes her way to the bathroom. Next scene. Next scene. Back at the booth, Jerry, Putty and Kramer are talking about different things when Kramer starts talking about World War II and Pearl Harbor. As you do. As you do in front of a Japanese person. (laughs) Just over dinner, you know. Nothing better than war. Uh, Jerry says that we could... Oops, sorry. Jerry says what could be perceived as an off-colour remark about it without thinking when the chef pipes up. How dare you? My grandfather was a pilot in that battle. He was an honourable man. Jerry and the others try and defuse the situation, but the chef storms off. I won't be watching Jerry on Thursdays anymore. I will do something else on my nights off. Goodbye. Jerry scolds Kramer about why he had to start talking about Pearl Harbor in front of a Japanese person. I love history, Jerry. Putty says, this is awkward. This is awkward. This is awkward. (laughs) In the next scene, George walks out of the bathroom stall and compliments the decor and the quality of the fittings because he loves his toilets. George says, this is a public bathroom for a king. It's hands down one of my favourites in the city. He's washing his hands when another man walks out of his stall to do the same, and they greet each other. He asks George how he's going and if he's having a nice night. George tells him that he's here with his friend Jerry Seinfeld and other guests. The man says that he loves Jerry and watches it online when he can. You are a smart man. They both leave the bathroom and make their way back to their respective tables. The man from the stall walks to the other side of the restaurant and sits down next to Phoebe, being revealed to be her boyfriend. And Phoebe says... Ready for another round, Sean? Oh, you bet. Did you know Jerry Seinfeld is here? I'm trying to be Jason Statham. (laughs) Did you know Jerry Seinfeld is here? Did you know Jerry Seinfeld is here? That is not anything like Jason Statham's accent, but it was very British. I tried. Uh, Phoebe sighs. Jerry Seinfeld's here, isn't it? (laughs) In it. In it. Phoebe sighs and pretends that she doesn't know that Jerry's there. Next scene. The gang are all back in their booth and Jerry explains what happened to the chef. Elaine, why would you start talking about Pearl Harbor in front of a Japanese person? What is wrong with you three? Kramer retorts, like I said, I enjoy history. Jerry says, I wasn't thinking. Jerry asks the waiter if their chef will be coming back, but they say that he has left for the night. He asks if a new chef will come over, and they say that they're a bit short on chefs tonight, but they will see what they can do. Kramer, hmm, maybe they can give you a discount if you uh, cook the food yourself. Jerry feels bad about the ordeal and decides to head over to the hostess table to see what he can do, while the others start talking about the state of politics. Putty says, voting? What a waste of time. In the next scene, Jerry makes his way to the front desk when he spots Phoebe. He greets her and is about to say that he's here with George and the others when Phoebe grabs him and moves him aside and away from Sean. Listen, Jerry, I can't stand the sight of George. Neither can I. Phoebe says that while she will pretend that she doesn't know George if she sees him, she will still feel upset if she does. She begs Jerry not to tell him she's here, which he agrees to do as he walks off. He texts Elaine saying that he ran into Phoebe, which Elaine replies saying that she did the same before. He goes to the front desk and asks the hostess if there's anything he can do to remedy the previous situation. Hostess says, There is nothing you can do. You are a bad man. I will not watch Jerry anymore. Jerry apologises for the ordeal, and he asks her for the chef's address so he can send him something to make up for it. She refuses to do this. She says that she'll do what she can to have him or... Sorry, she 
will do what she can for him to have a new chef as he walks back to his booth. Another waiter walks up to the hostess and asks if the Seinfeld table will have a new chef. Not for a while. <laughs> Snarky. You're a very, very bad man. Oh, very, very bad man. <laughs> All right, next scene. Jerry goes back to the table and explains what happened. After waiting for so long for a new chef, Putty suggests that they go to Arby's. I knew I'd still be hungry after this. We're not going to Arby's, Jerry says. Imagine someone like me being seen in Arby's. That would tarnish my reputation. I still got Arby's. Well, you don't take pride in your appearance like I do. The two begin arguing when Elaine and Kramer break them up. Kramer goes on a diatribe about how this night is dividing everybody. He suggests that if a new chef doesn't turn up in ten minutes, they will pay for what they've consumed and leave. Jerry says, you mean I will pay for it? Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) Kramer excuses himself and says that he needs some fresh air after his rant. George says that he may join him when Elaine and Jerry try to talk him out of it. George says, what's wrong with going outside? Nothing. Nothing at all. Elaine responds, we think you should stay with us, you know, just in case we uh, need you for something. Like what? Mm, I don't know. George gets up, but Elaine and Jerry hold him back in a comical fashion. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next scene, Kramer makes his way outside when he spots Phoebe and Sean. Kramer says, Phoebe, oh boy, this is awkward. He asks who the gentleman sitting with her is, and Phoebe says that it's Sean. Before Phoebe asks him not to tell George she's here, Kramer puts his foot in it and says, Oh man, George isn't going to be happy about this. So George is here, huh? I've been wanting to give him my two cents since Phoebe told me about him. What a shallow, insipid man he is. Phoebe begs him not to do anything, but he gets up out of the table with clenched fists and heads to the booth. Kramer runs back to it to warn George of what's coming with Phoebe in tow. Poor Phoebe. It must be so emotional for her. Mm. Um, next scene, Kramer makes it to the booth first and tells George to run for his life. What are you talking about? Sean and Phoebe arrive, which stuns him. George says, Phoebe, what are you doing here? And Putty says, Hey, Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe, panicking. Hi, David. Uh, Sean, please, j- don't do anything stupid. George is shocked that the man in the bathroom is Phoebe's boyfriend, and Sean lunges at him. The others others are trying to pull Sean off George, but he's still fighting. Oh, it's Jason Statham, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> no one can take him off. And Jason Alexander isn't exactly a hard task. He's the opposite Jason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jason versus Jason. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, especially an older Jason. Mm. Uh, wait staff and other chefs come in to try and break up the commotion. George grabs a chopstick that he got earlier from his jacket pocket and shoves it up Sean's nose in desperation, causing him to let George go. uh, Sean is then taken away by the staff. The waiter yells, That's it! Everybody in this booth must leave now! Putty says, Looks like it's going to be an Arby's night. My treat. (laughs) In the final scene. The gang, as well as Phoebe, are outside the restaurant. George is nursing his neck and holding his chopsticks while trying to talk to Phoebe. She explains to him that it's painful for her to be around him and that it's best that she doesn't go near him again. George asks, asks her to reconsider but she says that she has to go and walks off george says great just great i can't catch food thrown by that chef with a schedule i see my ex-wife in the same restaurant and i'm nearly choked to death by that brute it's all coming up roses let me tell you 
Kramer responds, oh, That was nothing. You should have seen when Bob Sacramento and I went to that Irish pub down on 46th Street ten years ago. Oh, boy, that was a brouhaha. <laughs> oh, you're reading? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hang on, what? Jerry is still wondering about the chef when Elaine tells him to forget about it. He wonders where they are going to eat now when Putty decides to skip Arby's and suggests a good Chinese restaurant down the street. Putty says, it's usually pretty hard to get a table at this time of night, but we'll see how we go. And in the, I guess, the post credit scene, uh, meanwhile at the chef's apartment, he's watching TV while on the phone to his friend talking about what happened. The other man on the phone is revealed to be the now-retired maitre d' of the Chinese restaurant that Jerry, Elaine and George visited many years ago. The old retired Chinese restaurant owner, played by James Hong, who's still alive at the age of 89. Bless him. Uh, yeah, bless him. And Bruce, the maitre d', says only one thing. He says... Ah, Jerry Seinfeld and his friend Cartwright. Yes, I remember when they came into the restaurant and left a table empty when I called out to them. I'll call my staff right now and tell them not to serve anyone named Seinfeld if they come into the restaurant. <laughs> and that, I'm guessing that's the restaurant that they were going to go to. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not going to eat. No. Nope. Poor buggers, so it's off to Arby's. I guess they'll eventually end up tired, dejected, hangry and at yes, Arby's. Indeed. And probably killing each other. And that's episode six of season ten. That's a good one. Thank you. Well so done. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, send us an email, Bidwabask Podcast. Cartwright. 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 Send us an email, Bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media and uh, tell us what you think. And uh, Stacey, you'll be with us next week for episode seven. I will seven. indeed. Yes. Back again to do it all. Yes, it'll be called The Jerry Meme. The Jerry Meme. Yeah, so Jerry very becomes 2018. Yeah, We've 19 got memes. as well. Yeah, memes indeed. So, uh, yeah, listen out for that. Uh, listen to previous season 10 episodes. Uh, if you are on Patreon, if you're a $2 a month or more subscriber, you get to listen at least three, four weeks in advance, which is great. Exclusive. Uh, yes. $1 subscribers get this episode a week earlier than the general public. And, uh, yeah, the general public get it every week on Monday. Mm. So, and if you haven't sure. already, go back and listen to the epilogue, which came out sort of mid-November. The, oh, the prologue. The pro- oh, gosh. <laughs> epilogue. There like we after. go again. We'll probably do an epilogue at the very end of May as 10. well. Yeah, yeah there you well. go. Indeed, yes. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stacey. Yeah, filling in for Stephen for this week. So thank you very much, Stacey. Stacey? Yeah, Stevesy. You did really Steve-C? well at the, uh, the reading. Thanks. Well done. Yes. And I can read. Yeah, <laughs> you can read. And we'll see you for next week uh, for Bidwell Basque and Season 10. Take care. Take care.